How you been? Doing real good. Good to see you. Yeah, it's great to be in Seattle. We're, we're all excited about um, seeing angels right. and the the book tour. And you started here in Seattle, and last year um, you launched, you know, um, moving in glory realms, and we got to hang out a little bit. Right. Uh, but I, man, I, I'm I'm pumped about this new adventure that you're on. Thank you. I'm excited to start it here in Seattle because 20 years ago. Right after I got married, um, this is the first place that I came and administered in September. That's crazy. kind of fun. That's crazy. And our mutual friends, um, uh, uh, the Myrings. Yeah. And, and and I had forgotten that whole story about the very first message. Oh that, my that, gosh. that you gave. Crazy. I thought I was coming here to lead worship and do music, and it turns out that uh, Pastor Steve wanted me to preach, and I didn't find out till he was literally announcing and asking me to come to yeah. the pulpit with a word. Yeah. Yeah, and then the rest is history. The rest is history. I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> and that's 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 awesome. And and you were you were talking tonight about about how angels were that was just a normal part of your childhood. Like like as yeah, far as, as, a, you, as I don't remember the first time I saw angels as a child because I just saw I just always remember seeing them as a child. They were just a normal part. I played with them. I sang with them. I saw them in church worshiping the Lord. Now, when you would, when you would see angels, were right. they like were they like your traditional kind of Christmas angels with no. with big wings? Not at all, actually. Because like like when I was a kid, I used to see a lot of stuff in the spirit, mm-hmm. um, and I used to think that what I was seeing was demons because it didn't fit with the <laughs> with the, the painting cri- with the Christmas time angels. You know right, what I'm right. So it wasn't until just probably in the last couple of years I realized that what I was seeing, I don't right. think they were demons because I'd be rebuking them and they would be going anywhere. Right. They um the ones that I played with as a child, they looked just like men. You know? Oh just like just yeah. like people in like in regular clothes and in regular clothes. But the ones that were at church had like white robes. And luminescent robes. And but they were all men or would you see women angels too or like uh <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I did, but at the, it's funny cuz at the time I didn't even realize that it was an angel. It was just like a friend that I had. Cuz that's like a con- is that like a controversial thing about like like It is like a angels, controversial angels thing. Angels and gender and mm-hmm. okay. It's a very controversial thing, but I totally believe and I preach and it's in the book uh, that angels come in both male and female package because they're not they're not male or female. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spirit beings without a gender. Yeah, it's crazy like yeah. I um my daughter so she's 8 now. So this must have been when she was 6 came running into our room, woke us up. She was so right. excited. She said, I, I've been watching my angel dancing mm-hmm. in my room. And she described this angel with, like, there weren't, like, 
they're kind of wings, but more like a garment, like all built into right. the garment, so they weren't feathers. Yeah. But it was like this whole thing was designed to dance. The That's whole amazing. anatomy of it, it was like almost like a, a living flag. I talk about that in my book because I've seen those angels where it looks like they're, it's like a dress that is the wings. The wings are oh, the dress. Wow. It's all part of them and they're moving and they're shimmering. And I saw one last year when I was preaching in Calvary Campground, came right smack dab in the middle of the tabernacle as I was preaching and had this mother of pearl kind of shimmer, like a, just this glistening, shimmering, all these colors. And the Lord spoke to me and told me it was a covenant promise angel. Oh, that, a covenant yeah. promise angel. Covenant promise. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. She described the face as like there was no, I don't think there was a mouth or yeah. a nose. Like there wasn't anything distinguishable about mm-hmm. the face of the angel. It was almost like its purpose was yeah. to move. Right. The amazing thing about angels when we see them, they're always bringing glory to God. So it's not just what they say. It's not like they're just singing a song, bringing glory to God, but everything about the actual angel is representing the Lord's glory. So like when I see the angels, I see the Lord. I see them giving glory to God. And I think that's what Ezekiel was talking about, you know, when he had the vision of the four living creatures. And then John sees four living creatures, but they're different. They're the same, but they're different. Um, You know, the ones that Ezekiel saw, it's four heads, on one being the ones that john saw are four different creatures with four different faces but each face is the it's the faces of glory you know it's like you look at the man and you see the humanity of christ and then you look at the lion you see he's the king of kings you know, he, the yeah. authority the yeah. the victory and you look at the ego and it's that prophetic discernment that that perspective that higher perspective that jesus brings into our lives and then you look at the ox and of course it's a servant which jesus was the servant of all and and so it's like even as you look at these angels you're looking at the faces of glory you're looking at the representation of the lord's glory everything that he creates reflects who he is you know and that's why we're called to carry the glory that's awesome you know to be representations of christ in the earth Excuse me. What about the? Uh, there's a there's a teaching I haven't heard from myself. I, somebody just came up to me from my team and and they were talking to me about this teaching that they heard about that the actual wheel within a wheel. Sure. Being an actual uh, angel and having an angelic category. Are you familiar with that at all? Or? I'm not familiar with that. Um, there's things that the Lord's spoken to me about the wheel. Mm-hmm. I don't know it as a spirit being. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying yeah. I don't know. That's Something not the revelation about an I have. Angel with all these eyes and, and it has okay. to do with like technology and that kind of thing. Okay, but it was all it was all new to me. Yeah, I but, don't know about that. Yeah, but yeah, lots of great teaching out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there, and you know, we can only I can only teach the revelation that I've sure, got, and sure. I stick with what I've got, and it doesn't mean that. That's the only revelation, but I can only share what I know. You know, my dad. Yeah. My dad used to watch uh, the lightnings of God, and he would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he would, and, and he would watch with his eyes open. The interesting mm-hmm. is that he was never a seer growing up. I mean, that yep. was never a normal part of his ministry. And then I remember one night, when uh, in one of the revival meetings, he was just yep. really overcoming the presence of God. It was just really, just you know, going. And then he was trying to describe, like he could hardly even function. He was trying to describe what he was saying. And, and he was watching the lightnings, and that became a normal part of his ministry. And sure. He began to draw maps on the wall of different Indonesian islands and places yeah. he was supposed to go. And But then I think it was Bob Jones that actually told him, those are those are angels. Those yep. are angels going back and forth. Oh, and yeah. what, you're, what you're seeing there 
is like the, the is flash the travels like the traveling yeah. you know i thought that i thought that was fascinating it is fascinating i saw the living creatures one time wow. i was in genoa illinois in the basement of these the sweetest couple you ever met earl and linda stroud wow. and uh, we were just in the basement gonna have this little bible study and i was leading worship on you know, just a little tiny piano just very simple maybe 10 people in the basement something like that and uh, as i was leading worship from this side all the way to the other side, just like a flash of lightning, it darted across my eyes. But it was the weirdest thing, because I've never had this experience before, but it's like time stood still, and right in front of my eyes, I saw the eyes and the wings of the living creatures. And the wings were the eyes, and the eyes were the wings. So it wasn't like wings and eyes. It's amazing. It was the wings were the eyes, the wow. eyes were the wings. Wow. And um, the Lord spoke to me about that, said it's the vision and the provision coming together. Wow. And that's what he's wanted to do. That's how he's wanted to lead us in this day, is by vision, revelatory understanding, but also supernatural provision at the same time. So it's the eyes to see, but the wings to get to what you're seeing. Wow, yeah. wow, that's awesome. The vision that, and provision. That, that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. To actually see the living creatures. And I've tried to describe, I didn't see their faces, I didn't see all the details, I saw the eyes and the wings, wow. and the flash. And when I've tried to describe it to people, um, I've tried to tell them what I saw, and it's like so difficult. Finally this summer I found an artist that actually painted a picture for me. I described to him what I was seeing and tried to you know, say, like the feathers are actually the eyes, the eyes are actually the feathers, and he, he did an amazing painting for me. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, really cool. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. that that's incredible. Yeah. And man, because it, it, you've been, when, what, what year did you start doing ministry? I started in 96. Okay. So I was still in high school. Yeah, so you've seen, you've seen, we've seen, yeah, so much of a of a change and transition within the church as sure. far as the acceptance. Of, oh, absolutely of the angelic. Because I would imagine you wouldn't have been able to have written a book like Seeing Angels yeah. back in ninety six or ninety seven. Well, I couldn't because I wasn't familiar with them. Okay, although I had the childhood encounters, it was shut up for me. I was probably about five or six years old, and the whole realm was shut down because I was scolded from an adult church that actually told me you cannot see angels. It's impossible. You're lying. You're making up stories. And something about those words shut up that entire realm. A realm that was legitimate, authentic, real, totally vivid and reality to me, was totally shut up and taken away from me. It, there's something about childlike faith that's so precious to God. Right, right, right. And we have to be so careful as ministers, as leaders in the body of Christ, to steward childlike faith among the people. Yeah. You know? And not to be foolish, but to cultivate childlike faith that believes God's word and that reaches out to receive from the Lord. Yeah. Um, because if we don't, then it literally takes parts of the kingdom away from people and shuts yeah. them down. What do you th- what do you think it is like like when, when we start having conversations about angels or, or or when various ministers are really starting to go after like any sort of teaching on angels, the number one kind of religious default response is sure. uh, careful, you know, careful brother, careful, you know, yeah. you don't want to enter into angel worship. Yeah, where, error. They always say you, it leads yeah, to error. Yeah. I mean, um, what do you think that what do you think that is as far as this idea of of angel worship being such a such a <laughs> such a fear like you know i think it's a demonic strategy yeah. uh, that's been put in the church yeah because god gave the angels very specifically to the church 
to believers to co-labor with them to accelerate in the purposes of God. Yeah. So to me, it has to be a demonic strategy to make Christians think that somehow talking about and understanding the purpose and the benefits of angels is somehow going to lead to worship. I do not worship an angel. And the more that I've come into the revelation of angels and what they do and how they function and operate, it has only led me deeper into loving Jesus, worshiping him, being in awe of who he is and how he has created this realm for us and how good he is as a father to set us up with like everything we need to literally be blessed in our lives yeah it's it's i agree yeah i i I don't think i would have ever said that that it's like demonic but that i right i agree because when when, when you think about it i've seen a lot of error within the church and a lot of crazy crazy some interest let's just go with interesting theology but i've never been in like a meeting where where people uh started accidentally worshiping angels like no like i I don't need to give an example no (laughs) but like i've never been like in a meeting where that was like a legitimate concern and I've been in some crazy right. meetings you know holy angels from God will not let you worship them yeah they won't yeah so I'm sure that there's angel worship out there but any angel worship that's actually taking place is being led by fallen angels wow wow you know wow because angels will not let you worship them they bring all glory to Jesus yeah that's right and if if you're keeping your heart pure and keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. And you know, I tell people that the the name of my new book is Seeing Angels. Mm. And although it's the topic and the title, it's not the focus. The focus of my book is about living for Christ and about living more fulfilling, successful, uh, blessed lives for Christ. And the way that we do that is as we recognize or see what God has made available for us. So we begin seeing angels just like hopefully we would start seeing healing and we see Mm -hmm. miracles and we see blessing and we see all these wonderful things that God wants to give us because as we see it, we're able to receive it and we're able to participate and partner with it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that that's awesome. Now, at what point did that did that realm begin to open back up? So I was in my early twenties, and I was already preaching. I was already ministering around the world, and I was actually sleeping at Calvary Campground, which is in Ashton, Virginia. And I told you the other day that I've had so many encounters at Calvary Campground. Um, but I was sleeping up above the snack bar of all places. Sweet. Yeah, right. and my family was in the room, Janet and Lincoln. Lincoln was real small. My sister was there, uh, Sabrina, watching Lincoln. And that night I had a dream, and in the dream I saw three angels come to me. Wow. They looked just like me, but they were taller, they were broader. It was like they're my older brothers, wow. and I'm the oldest in my family. I don't have older brothers. Yeah. But that's what they appeared to be like, and they introduced themselves by name. They told me their purposes in my life that they had been assigned as angels over my life and over my ministry uh, to work with me. And it was it was a, just a very, there was more to the dream and I saw sure. more, but it was a very powerful encounter that felt so vivid and felt so real that when I came out of it, I knew that I had encountered something that was shifting uh, things in my life in regards to the angelic. And it was that was the beginning of God reconnecting me to what he always had wanted me to be connected wow. to wow since childhood wow. yeah uh, do, do you talk about like like the names of your angels or is that more of a personal oh yeah i'll talk about them yeah. i wrote about it in my book okay awesome. yeah so yeah. the first one's name is karamat he's a miracle working angel Kara what 
Caramat. Caramat. Okay, <laughs> yeah. awesome. All right. I know. I think there's like a Caramat chocolate bar or something okay, like that. But yeah. Sweet. Caramat. Caramat, yeah. And he works miracles, signs awesome. and wonders. And, awesome. Um, the golden glory that comes. Wow. Um, the different, manif- the unusual manifestations. Yeah. Um, he explained to me that he's he brings those from That's the presence awesome. of the Lord. That's and awesome. when they manifest in the meeting, you know, he's releasing those, but they don't wow. come from him. They come from Jesus, wow. you know, right, and so the the angels are like delivery agents, yeah. And the second angel's name is Zimri, and he's a praise and worship angel. Awesome, brings a new song. He'll bring like scrolls and feed me scrolls and um, put them in my spirit. And so when I'm singing, I'm, I'm like a player piano, you know. The scrolls just in there, and I'm not even really consciously thinking about what I'm singing or saying. It's like this song from heaven is just coming up, and I just open up my mouth, and it just comes out. And so that's. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm starting to get hit as yeah. you as you talk. I was like, "Whoa!" Starting to get a little thick yeah. in here. <laughs> so, Caramat, yeah. and then was Zimri, and the Zimri. third one is Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. yeah. Awesome. And when I looked at that name, it means little king, which I think is interesting because you know the little king serves the king of kings. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So that's neat. But he's the angel of boldness and strength. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and Come I can on. feel him many times, even before I knew that he was one of my angels, I could feel a shift when I'd be ministering and all of a sudden I'd feel something from behind me come up and just like empower me to say things boldly and strongly. My personality is to be very polite and kind, more reserved, laid back, not aggressive. I'm not, a, I don't have an aggressive bone in my body. Yeah. And But when the spirit of God is on me and Ryan comes, he brings that boldness and strength to really say things in ministry that need to be said and do things boldly that need awesome. to be done. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really thick in here. Yeah. <laughs> the glory is here. It is, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I know of two of, of my angels, and it's what's interesting is that Justin Abraham, when he was here, saw a, a large angel right up by the stage, yeah. and um, and he believed that his name was Breaker. And the more, wow. the more he began to describe this angel, the more I was like, no, that's not the angel of the house. That's wow. my angel. Because wow. it was a, an angel whose face was was before the throne, but his body was here yep. um, on the earth. Yep. And, and, and he would laugh. And he had <laughs> this almost a Santa Claus kind of laugh, wow. like, like a, a, a deep. So there's all this <laughs> joy, but it was linked to justice. So it was like joy and justice. And when... when um, Hey, when uh, Justin was describing him, I thought that's, you know, um, and then a second encounter I had, I saw uh, like a, um, uh, almost like a hooded angel with like a brown um, uh, hood, like a cloak. Okay. And, um, and, and I didn't get to see his face, but it felt like uh, his- Many times I don't see their faces. Yeah. I felt like his name was Sparrow. And the whole thing of, of humility, the function of wow. humility, yep. and, and the whole scripture verse of his eyes are on the sparrow, and, right. it's, and it's the function of, of, <laughs> of having the eye for the one, wow. uh, you know, and, and go, leaving the 99 to go after the one. And, Amazing. And that, isn't that, isn't that kind of yeah. cool? That, that Do idea you ever feel them around you? Yeah, oftentimes during during worship yep. is when I'll, right. I'll, I'll, when I'll see him or, it, you know. In worship, we become ultra sensitive. You know, to spiritual yeah, realities. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just the nature of worshiping. When you're zoning in on focusing on God, you know, you just become super aware of the kingdom realities. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's so cool. It's just so cool to think that um, that we don't just would have guardian angels, but we'd have actual right. angels with identities uh-huh. where where there would be this alignment between their identity and function and our own identity Absolutely. and function. Absolutely. 
I teach people that all the time. You know, the reason why I think God wants you to know your angels is because if you don't know who you are in Christ, when you get to know the angel that he put in your life, you begin to realize that their function, what they do, lines up exactly with what God's called you to do. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Now, in the lives of uh, of your children, so right. now now that you and Janet are are raising your yeah. children, I, I would imagine there'd be a very similar kind of seer realm on them. Oh yeah, they know their angels. And actually, at the at the beginning, when I you know when I had that dream, mm-hmm. okay, before I had that dream, before that realm was reconnected to me and I was reawakened to it, Lincoln would talk about this person Dana all the time, mm-hmm. and we had no idea what he was talking about. Dana, yeah. it's like we'd ask his daycare worker, "Is there a Dana here?" No, there's no Dana. I'm trying to figure out who Dana is because Lincoln was talking a lot about Dana. And when I had that encounter, wow. where I met my angels, I also met Janet's angels, I met Lincoln's angels, and one of the angels said his name was Dana. Wow, which is crazy, wow. mind yeah. blowing. So when I came out of the encounter, I looked up the name Dana. The name Dana means God is Judge. Wow, which to us ministered really powerful to us because in those days, especially very early. Like you mentioned, there wasn't as much of an openness to glory realm realities, um, these kingdom things that we talk about now Mm -hmm. much more openly in the church. There was a lot of persecution that was coming from within the church against these things. And we we would have a lot of persecution against signs and wonders and miracles that we're walking in. And when I realized that God had given an angel to my son, the name God is Judge, it's like... God, you're a defender, you're a judge, you're, you know, you got us covered. And that just brought a lot of comfort to us. And my little girls, they they know the names of their angels. They've met their angels. That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's very awesome. cool. Now, when it comes to um, uh, advice that you give to parents um, yeah. that, are raise, that, that are raising children and w- really want to cultivate sure. a safe environment in their home where their kids can can be encouraged to, yeah. to not just see but to share what they're saying yeah. what 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 kind of advice would you give to parents well something that i do with my little girls kind of like a seeing angels for kids kind of yeah session sure here, i need know? to write a book seeing yeah. angels for kids i think that'd be awesome yeah yeah because it's they're much more open to it yeah than the old people you know yeah. the you'd, old people want describing it but... angels and they'd be like yeah i yeah. already know about that i've seen Absolutely. that you know? yeah it would just yeah, it would be much more of an explanation kind of a book. But with my little girls, you know, I pray every night. And I pray even specifically, Lord, I thank you for uh, sending your angels to watch over my girls. Thank you for awesome. sending your angels to protect them. And we talk about it, you know, a lot. Because I want them to realize that Daddy knows this is a reality. And that it's okay. And it's legitimate. And the the other thing, and I think I talk about, mention this in the book as well. That, you know, one of the mistakes we make as parents is that when our children become afraid at nighttime and they tell us that they're seeing monsters or whatever in their bedroom, the natural response is we go up and we turn the lights on. We say, there's no monsters here. It's nothing. It's your imagination. (laughs) And we walk away. Right. Not realizing that they could actually be, because they're so sensitive as children, they could be encountering demon spirits that are actually trying to intimidate them and trying to, you know, scare them and bring fear. And I think instead of just dismissing and being like, it's all make-believe, this is all pretend, it's that opportunity that we have to say, you don't have to be afraid because God has put his angels to watch over you. And so at that moment, you can take authority over the demon. It doesn't have to be scary. You don't have to scare your kids about demons, but you can gently take authority over that demon and command God's angels to be in the room and to protect your children. And I think that way you're posturing them more 
to realize there is a supernatural dimension and not just dismissing the whole thing and you know because that's how it happens we just dismiss everything and then we're grown up and we don't believe in anything because we, we spent our whole life dismissing it's true the little inklings and the feelings and the the sensitivity we had as children yeah we, we sear our discernment you right know. exactly when my daughter abigail was uh five or so um i remember her waking up crying and screaming which was sure unusual for her and i went into her bedroom and she she described something something bad icky that was in the bedroom yeah. i remember as a parent thinking it's just your imagination it's just you know i remember thinking that yeah um but before i said anything she pointed the direction where it was and i looked and i saw movement <laughs> inside <laughs> what i thought was Oh my God. Right. Like that's what I thought. All right. the hairs on my, right. you know, and I was like, let's pray. <laughs> so just pray to prayer of faith, taking, yeah. taking authority. And I was like, all right, you'll be fine now. And, yeah. and, and she knew that she, she was like, thanks dad. Yeah. She went right to sleep. And yeah. I, but we felt that atmosphere immediately shift. Yeah. So totally. there's no doubt. Like my first inclination was to be like, that's your imagination. Right. But no, what she was sensing and discerning was yeah. absolutely real. Yeah. Our authority and prayer of faith dealt with and it. that was the right response but i, I learned yeah. something there you yeah, know sure. i was like oh my goodness right as parents we're not trying to do something wrong you know we're, we're right. a lot of times we're doing what we were taught to do and it's been passed down through generations right. but i think now god's reconnecting us and, and showing us that there's a way that we can supernaturally parent and supernaturally protect that childlike faith and the childlike innocence that has been given as a gift from God to our kids and that so that they can walk in it and grow up in it and stay in it and and you know the Bible talks a lot about childlike faith and what it does yeah in the life of a believer yeah how it hooks us up to the kingdom yeah no it, it, it's so cool and I, I do think that uh, seeing angels for kids would be I think that'd be it's awesome. a great idea yeah I think it's, I'm gonna steal that idea yeah and then of course seeing angels for the family and right you right. know seeing angels for teenagers yeah yes yeah Seeing angels for a rainy day. Seeing angels yeah. at Christmas. Yeah, you should get your, you should get, your you yeah. get your kids to do some right, of it right. too. Like get, get your little girls to teach some of it. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. It'd be like a chicken soup for the soul. I have like a million seeing angel books. Yeah, come on. <laughs> seeing angels for the man, for the right. dudes, right, for the right, women. Right. Like, yeah. Now, um, uh, when when it when it comes to actually the writing of your book, sure. So seeing angels, um, uh, and it. Was there any sort of criteria or kind of like boundaries that the publisher uh, gave to you? You know, or was it kind of like, hey, we trust you, Joshua? My just publisher go for is it. amazing. Yeah, they trust me that what I'm going to write is biblical, and of course, you know, my book goes through about two edits before they get a copy of it in their hands. Okay, and then after it goes to them, it goes through about three edits, sometimes four. And now, so are those like. Uh, strictly grammar edit, editorial process or are they also taking it through kind of a theological editorial Both. process with their, Both. With so their kind of absolutely you know. so they're looking at it making sure that interesting what I'm saying is actually scriptural yeah interesting and in the last two books they haven't had to change anything which I'm thankful for oh that's awesome you know I'm thankful yeah, for that yeah that's awesome um, but there are things that I share in the book that are probably very controversial yeah with some people yeah and um and some things that I would share that would stretch people in their faith. Sure. But I think it was important to share it. And 
um, anything that I'm sharing, I back it up with scripture. I mean, that's how I live my life. Everything, sure. every encounter I have, every visitation, every miracle, every sign, I go to the word and say, okay, God, what is it that you're showing here? What is it? How does this? Because if you get a biblical grid for it, mm-hmm. then you can impart it. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to have this wild experience that's amazing. And I'm not saying it's not legitimate, but it's one thing to have just a crazy experience and say, I had this. And then people are like, wow, that's great. And it's another thing to say, this is what God did. This is where it is in the Bible. You can enter it into it now. Because yeah. if you can find it in the Word, then you, the Word of God is the Word of truth. It's the Word of life. Yeah. And so when you give it to people, it becomes an open portal wow. for them then to walk in and experience the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Actually, that was that was gonna be my next question is if you actually worked with any sort of like uh, theologians or kind of like uh, you know like to kind of get their input or anything, or if, or if you just felt like no, I have a, a biblical revelation of this. I know it's theologically sound, and I'm really comfortable with delivering it. You know. Yeah, I haven't specifically sat down with a theologian. Sure, sure, sure. Um, on the books but they do go through editorial processes that make sure that the theology is correct. Sure. I mean, because I think yeah. that sometimes there's, I've noticed within our stream, within the revival stream, oftentimes a real tension that, that can exist between um, kind of the tension between the seers that are really kind of doing this stuff yeah, and then those with a, uh, with a real understanding of like the Hebrew and the Greek and, right. you know, so sometimes right. there can be kind of a, a divide there, I think, between sure. like, like no, that that doesn't work because that Hebrew word is <laughs> right, sure, yeah, and it can't be used right to describe an eyeball in your hand, right, <laughs> you know, right, <laughs> right, like, you know, right. But it does also feel like that's changing quite a bit. Like that, there's there's more honor in you know, like like everybody's really like it just feels like things are getting more honoring as far as the yeah. blending and the marriage between kind of the 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 theologians and then the the, the prophet seers where yeah, sure. you know. Yeah. But don't you think when God brings revelation that he knows what he's talking about? Amen. You know? Yeah, amen. <laughs> I, I mean, I wrote that book, Movie and Glory Realms, last year. Yeah. And it was written out of life experiences I had in the glory, but also a biblical grid that the Lord gave me and was showing me in the connection and the threes working together. And yeah. I mean, everything between the biblical Jewish feasts into, you know, spirit, soul, and body and faith, anointing, and glory. And I mean, all how it all connects. Mm-hmm. And um, just last week, I met a woman who's a theologian. She knows Hebrew. She wow. knows the Greek. I mean, wow. she's very well studied and versed in all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And she said that book connected the dots for her, for everything she understood through education. Wow. She said that whole book shifted everything for her and has just taken her into a whole new realm yeah that's of awesome. god which to me that was amazing to hear because i don't have the i don't have a, a bible college degree i don't sure. have the greek or the hebrew or any of that but i just know what i know by the revelation of the holy spirit yeah and i do trust the revelation of the holy spirit that when god speaks he really means what he says and he knows what he's talking about yeah, amen. amen you know amen. yeah Joshua, it's for you like like the way that you're engaging with the angelic and, and the way that you you see angels and even hear from angels sure. and these different things is do you notice that it's more um, like in a vision state, more in a dream state, or or is it more like 
with your eyes with your eyes open and you're discerning like is it all the above or do you notice so, more of a specific kind of state that you're in when you're more kind of aware and able to, to discern anytime I have a dream that I remember mm-hmm. it's from God and it's very significant for me wow it's almost like it's. And are you a dreamer? Like, are you dreaming all the time? Uh, no, I am. That's why I say any okay. dream I have, it's from God because okay. I. I mean, I know technically people have told me the dream. People have told me mm-hmm. I'm dreaming all the time. Yeah, but I'm not one of those that ever remembers my dreams. Really? Yeah. So when I do, it's almost like to me it feels like it's more than a dream. It's it's an encounter, and that's what I call it. Because it's more than just a dream. I don't remember my dreams. So um, I see angels a lot in dreams. Okay. I don't have a lot of dreams with angels, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't, like, over a course of a year, I might have one or two where that comes that way. But then during the services in worship, I look around and I often see angels. And the way that I see them is like silhouette form. Okay. I can see the outline. I don't often see their faces. But I can see their their form and their shape. Awesome. And uh, and then other times it's just in my spirit of knowing. Yep. About what God's releasing. Yeah. And I trust that. Yeah. Yeah. What's a time that um, when you saw like like an angel, but it was so far out of your box, so far off the grid no, that Lord you Jesus. had to kind of go to the Lord and be like, hey, I need help understanding <laughs> what I'm seeing. Well, there's been a lot of those That's kind there. of experiences. That's yeah. That's awesome. But the most recent one was, okay, so like people come and they show me cloud pictures all the time. Right. And they're like, look at this is an angel that was in the sky. And I look at it and I'm like, I don't feel anything. You know, it doesn't really float my boat or push my buttons you know right right but they're thrilled with it and I, and I rejoice with them i think that's great that they're blessed and but i look at it and it doesn't really do anything for me and i thought you know i don't i don't know about it i don't really have a thought really one way or the other it just doesn't do anything for me right. and um and so anyway my daughter was sick uh, probably late winter or early spring something like that this year and she was laying up in her bunk bed uh, feeling ill, like just a flu, like a very temporary sickness. And um, I'd gone into my office and I was working away. And the thought came to my mind about these people that are showing me. And I, I can't remember whether somebody had just shown me a picture, maybe it was an email, so I can't even remember. But I was thinking about these people that say that the angels appear on the clouds. Right, and, right. You know, I don't really. That's just not my thing. <laughs> And uh, anyway, right in front of my desk, I have a huge window, and I look out across the street, and the neighbor's house is across, and some trees behind the house, and it was a clear day, and when I look up, I'm not kidding you, there was a cloud that was floating above the neighbor's house, and it looked like an an angel that was kind of sitting on its side like this, and smiling real big, and just waving at me like this. This That's and I was awesome. like, "What in the hey, Joshua. world?" Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, "What in the world is this?" And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that that was a healing angel. Wow. And so I knew what to do when the Holy Spirit said it was a healing angel. I said, "In the name of Jesus, go and bring healing to liberty." And just like that, I'm not kidding you. It vaporized, just like the cloud was gone. That's incredible. Crazy, yeah. like mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, within just a few seconds, I all of a sudden heard Libby say, Mommy, I'm feeling really good. And you wow. know, she got out of her bunk and 
She was fine. Wow, that's awesome. I went downstairs, I told Janet, I said, Janet, the craziest thing just happened. You told her. Yeah, and I told her, I said, I am never telling anybody this, (laughs) ever. It's the craziest, weirdest thing. I don't want to be one of those cloud people that's... (laughs) See the angels of the clouds, but I am. But now you are, Joshua. Yeah, you are I guess. A, cl- oh. a cloud people. I haven't, I haven't seen <laughs> Next it since. Next book title, but Cloud People. Yeah. I haven't seen it since, but I think God used that to clarify to me that there are, you know, would you have been able, do that. Was it so physical that you would have been able to take a picture of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I should have. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't going through my mind at the time. I'm actually terrible at that. I, saw, I have these encounters, and the first cloud. thing in my mind is not to take pictures. I'm I'm in the, I'm in the same category as you, as far as you know, yeah. people that man, I it's have weird. people that show me crazy photos right. of stuff. We had a yeah, we had a we had a, a guy come, and he started showing me pictures of wood that he had cut. Okay, and he started showing me the faces the, in the woods, the demon in the in oh, the, right, the demon, yeah, and he's in the demon in the tree. Uh, yeah, these right. Demon, anyways, and it was not. Good, yeah. Kind of, you know, we're in Seattle. We got right. a lot of, we got <laughs> right. a lot of interesting kind of. But um, there was, a, there's, there's some pretty cool cloud pictures posted this last week on Facebook. Where really? I was like, where I was like, I can actually see it. Like, it wow. doesn't take a lot of imagination. Like, I, like you like, have to send them to. I'm not on Facebook, I don't so I had no who clue. Posted it, but I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, all right, I wow. see that. I, wow. you know, yeah. Well, God sorted it out for me, and he yeah. showed me that he could do it, and then he gave me a bunch of scriptures. Yeah. So then I was kind of like, okay. But I told him, I said, I'm not going to write about it in the book. <laughs> that, that's what you said? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I didn't feel like he told me I needed to, so yeah. I it was just a left great it story. I love that. I, yeah, I love so that weird. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you, so, you, so you see them in your dreams, you, yeah. um, but you also, you're able to discern them. Yep. And, and open eye, the silhouette. Yeah. It's like a realm superimposed. It's like seeing two realms at the same time. Like partnering with angels. Is that something that you've always kind of intentionally done, but you just maybe didn't mm. necessarily talk a lot about? I've grown in it. Okay. I've grown into it. Okay. Uh, because there was actually a lot of fear, even when I had those the dreams about the angels they introduced themselves told me their name and their ministry assignment yeah initially it was kind of like the feeling like okay that's great that's your ministry assignment so you can just do what you want to do yeah you know yeah and there was probably a lot of fear there being raised in the church yeah, yeah. with a yeah. lot of things spoken that weren't necessarily biblical sure but religious ideas about the permissions we had how far we could move the boundaries, and I actually wrote the last chapter of my book, Seeing Angels. The last chapter is spiritual safety and boundaries. Okay, that's good. And I think that's important because there are boundaries when yeah. it comes to interaction with angels. Well, yeah, because but mean, we need to look at biblical boundaries, <laughs> yeah, right? Amen. Yeah, I mean, because that's that. I mean, and and because that may that Mormonism, right? Like you have Joseph Smith right. who has uh, who has an angelic encounter from Moroni right. and and the golden tablets that only he can see with his little kaleidoscope right stone kind of but thing. But it's very clear to detect that that's a demonic fallen evil spirit. Yeah. Because the message does not line up with the word of God. Yeah. It's contrary to it. Right. And right. so immediately we should know that's that's not a holy angel sent from God. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't yeah. know what Joseph Smith's 
past was prior to that encounter either. Sure. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know much about him. But anybody with any sort of gospel centricity, anybody with, you know, should know what those right. boundaries are. But I'm glad that yeah. you talk about it yeah. in your book because I think, I think that's important. Right. So we lay those out. But I put that there and I put it at the end of the book because the whole book is building faith. You yeah. Know, yeah. You don't want to, to start interact. with caution tape right. everywhere. Exactly. Right. Like danger. Because there was a lot of fear in the early days. <laughs> when I was being reconnected and reintroduced. Yeah. And gradually, you know, as I've gotten further into the Word and the Lord's revealed more things, you know, I've been able to work more with them, interact with them more. And things like, you know, when I see them in the meetings, want to engage with them. So if I discern their healing angels, then I begin to declare the healing Word of God. In the, and you don't even have to say, necessarily, there's angels here, although sometimes I say that. You don't have to. Yeah. You can just begin, if you see healing angels, you can just begin speaking God's healing Word, knowing those angels are there to work with it and bring acceleration in it. Yeah. Now, what about like uh, Michael and Gabriel? Yeah. Right? Kind of like these... these. I've never yeah. met them that I know of. Yeah. But there are people that have. Uh, Pastor Roland Buck yeah. had a whole lot of encounters with Gabriel. Right. I mean, right. that's amazing. He right. had another one called Trioni, which was a warrior angel. And uh, he had a lot of crazy encounters. I think he received probably a lot of persecution over it. Yeah, absolutely. Because he received revelation from them. But, you know, every single revelation he got came to pass. Things that were about current modern times, they all came to pass. And everything that he got lined up with the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a friend was just recently reading to us out of Angels on Assignment. Sure, and reading to us, uh, us. So Charlie and I, he was reading Charlie and I yeah. this, these pages where where he's talking about the angelic tongues. Yeah, and um, you know Paul talks about that, speaking the tongues of men and, and angels. Right, but Roland Buck's. Um, uh, encounter where he would hear the angels talking in their own kind of languages yeah yeah i, I thought that was so fascinating yeah, it's amazing that book was written actually by my spiritual mentors charles and francis hunter oh yeah right. they're the ones that had heard his tapes because he had he had preached a bunch of messages about these encounters he was having and when they heard the tapes they knew it had to be written into a book wow so they actually sat down uh and wrote the book for Pastor Roland Buck, and it became their number one best-selling book. Wow. And after I was reconnected to that whole dimension of angels in my life, that was one of the first books that I went to because Charles and Francis were my spiritual mom and dad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, so you talked about like the, the, the gold and how that's actually linked to the angelic and to a specific right, angel yep. that you, I think that's really neat. Uh -huh. um, how about like the, the gemstones? Were the, were the gemstones, was that ever a part of your particular ministry? Like, or was that? We, oh yeah, we've kind of, seen. I know it was like an era, right? Yeah, like in the like early this, days. Yeah. The way that it first happened, I'll tell you, the very first <laughs> okay. time we ever saw it, we were having a camp meeting in London, Ontario, Canada, and that lady I told you about, Linda Stroud, whose yeah. basement I had been in and seen the living creatures, <laughs> right. her and Earl and uh, two other friends had driven from uh, the Chicago, Rockford, Illinois area, and they had driven all the way to Canada to come to our camp meeting. So we we're in the middle of worship. The place was jam-packed full, probably about maybe 150, 200 people filled the, it was a small sanctuary but the place was jam-packed full and i was up leading worship singing in tongues and all at once linda feels something fall in her hand and it's a gemstone wow yeah it was the very first time it had ever happened wow and so she went down she got it and got all excited about it because you know at that time there was a lot of things falling from heaven or manifesting in that way unusual mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. there was 
we were having manna that we could literally eat and gold dust was coming on our skin and Anyway, it was it was an interesting time in the body of Christ. The golden leaf story that you told tonight, but like yeah. literal go- leaves from from he- leaves, yep, <laughs> leaves, leaves, leaves from heaven manifesting in the Bible that yep. you guys would actually begin to eat. That we it ate. would supernaturally energize you. Yep. Was that Give during, strength. Was that during that same period of time with, with the gemstones and the manna and everything? So. The gemstones, it seems to me that the gemstones happened before I had that angelic dream. Okay. Yeah. And so the glory stuff was happening. Yeah. But we didn't necessarily understand that there was angels involved in what God was doing. But the cool thing about that gemstone that fell for Linda was that there was a geologist that was in the meeting. Mm. And when we started to say this is a gemstone from heaven, he was sure it wasn't. He was sure it was fake. Wow. And so he took it and he walked up the church uh, sanctuary doors had like a, a glass window in them. Yeah. And he took it and he said a real diamond would cut the glass. And he went like this and he cut down the glass and oh literally had to pay to re, uh, re-put a new window in that. That's awesome. Amazing. That is so yeah. cool. His name's Gord. Gord. He still goes to the church, yeah. That's incredible. If yeah. you asked him about it, he'd still tell you the story. You know, I it's love crazy about that whole time, like that whole era, like with the gemstones, yeah. and, and like um, and just all the phenomenon in, in Coeur d'Alene, yeah. You know, right? Is that it actually happened in the U.S. Right. You know, so many times when you hear right. about these crazy supernatural stories and, and angel stories, it's always like overseas somewhere, sure. But like a, that was actually taking place in, in in the United States, yeah. Which is really well, pretty. My encounters were happening in Canada. Oh really? Yeah. Sorry so God, about that. <laughs> so God does yeah. stuff in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It does. No, Interesting. but it, totally in North America. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was North America being that, poured out all yeah. over North America. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, Amazing. That's, yeah. And man, I, I I love that. I love the I I love just the the glory and and all the glory manifestations and, and right. all of that. I also love just seeing you and how you how the Lord continues to kind of bless you and how He continues to manifest through your through your through your ministry. I mean, awesome. just watching you ministry even throughout this weekend, yeah, you begin to fun. see just the gold begin to kind of flicker and oh really? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I didn't see much this weekend. Yeah, sometimes that's it's fun. sometimes it's just on 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 your leg or it might be on yeah. your arm. Oh, that's Last fun. night it was yeah. on your face and that's fun. I just think that's so cool, man. I just think that's, that's it's a Shekinah. Awesome. Yeah, it's we're, God. We were telling you about our, our daughter, who's five weeks old, and after camp meeting when right. Bonnie Mahesh were here, gold start has has begun <laughs> just to be a regular thing on her skin, on yeah. little baby skin, and we'll we'll yeah. shower her and bathe her, and then yeah. we'll look, and there'll be just these little. It's very very fine. But yeah. we, I think it's so neat. You heard what I said tonight, though, about the angels that come, and I don't think that's just with our ministry. I think it's part of what happens with ministers yeah they carry specific anointings and you know Bonnie and Mahesh they carry a tremendous glory, weight of glory anointing I <laughs> yeah. mean in the early days of our ministry we would go to Mahesh's place just to sit in the tent and be in that glory realm right. I learned so much from Mahesh and actually to be honest I preached a ton of his messages really yeah because you know as yeah. a as a young minister and you're learning you know you're you're soaking it all up and then you take what you you hear and you just and I told Mahesh that I said thank you so much because you gave me so many sermons in the early days you know I just take his stuff and just re-preach it because it was full of glory and I yeah. was capturing the revelation but I I have no doubt that they brought angels with them when they were here at the camp meeting and your daughter got hooked up with a glory angel Amen. that stayed Amen. And, and is continuing to manifest in that way on her life. Amen. I believe watching it. over her. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, okay, worship, praise. Is there some worship? My dad used to teach. 
yeah. that there was some that the angels like specific kinds of music. In <laughs> fact, I was just watching one of his sermons the other day on YouTube. I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! But he would get up and he'd be like, you know, he'd be like, you know, angels don't like these slow songs. Like, you oh, know, that's and, funny. And they just got done with like an hour long kind right. of a slower set, right. and then he'd get up and put on the more, more, more yeah. CD, and he'd sing along, and the whole place would just get sure. whacked, and and he'd be like, oh, I got. You know, well, he, I think the proof is in the pudding. He believed the you proof know? was in the orbs. Like he, yeah, he would yeah, take yeah. pictures during the slow songs, yeah. and then he'd take pictures during the fast yeah. songs, and be like, "Look, be like, yeah, yeah." There's five times as many orbs. In right, this. right, right, right. <laughs> and do you remember the era of the orbs? Oh yeah, digital cameras I everywhere. I believe. Actually, I was praying about that, and I believe that those are not necessarily the angels, but it's the impartation that the angels are bringing. It's the gifts. Interesting. And so it's totally angelic. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a sign of the angelic, but I believe it's actually like a visible sign of the blessing or the impartation that they're bringing as a gift into the atmosphere. Yeah. They come different colors. Yeah. And there's you a know, message in all of that. When Bob Jones was here in yep. 2012, he says, now if you take pictures, you'll see them because they're here tonight. Yeah. So there was a, pro- a professional photographer who sure. took a bunch of pictures. He goes, now put the card in the computer and let's see them. So, and this is all during the meeting. Yeah. And so they popped the computer in and he goes, now zoom up. And they had colors. Yeah. And I remember one of them was green. He goes, yep, now that one there is inspired teaching. Yeah. It's cool, huh? Yeah. 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 It's amazing. The signs are all around us, and we miss it all the time because we're not looking. Our eyes are not open to see it. And then we complain why God's not moving in our lives and why you know God never does anything, and yet he's constantly moving. The angels are constantly moving around us. Yeah. But we have to know how to look at look for them and look at them yeah that's why people need to get my book that's right <laughs> I, I, I wrote and all about that of course we're gonna put yeah. the uh, we're gonna put the, the the link in the show notes sure and we just encourage everyone because this just came out this last Tuesday yeah and it's full of people ask me how long did it take you to write the book it's literally a lifetime of growing in these things you know everything from my childhood what I share some of the things I saw as a child and then being reconnected in my 20s now I'm 40 years old so for the the last you know 15 years growing much more quickly in these things and learning and experimenting biblically scripturally in the realms the perimeters of the Holy Spirit and yeah. um and I, I share that because I want people to get it. What What's taking me all this time to learn, I want people to get it and begin moving in it because I believe people that get this and begin to move in it, they're going to increase and go beyond where yeah. I am and what I've seen and what I've done and, and just take it and run with it. Yeah. And now just a, a quick little teaser. Uh, moving in the glory realm last year. Sure. Um, seeing angels this year. Yeah. What's kind of in your heart? What's next? Are you allowed to talk about it? Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it yet because I haven't finalized. I've got three different book ideas in my mind. Yeah. But I will say there's another book that's coming out about angels in April. And it's called Encountering Your Angels, Biblical Proof that Angels Are Here to Help. Awesome. Can't wait. And again, everybody listening or watching, make sure that you go to the show notes. Check out Seeing Angels. It's going to light you up. And it's gonna it's gonna bring you definitely closer to Jesus, Joshua. Thank you so much for making this time. It, it, thank it's been you for awesome having weekend. me. This is fun. Let's do it again. Awesome. Right. Pop.
podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review, if you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.